Rob McDonald, and um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at HorizonRT. Um, I'm not going to take any of your time because Kyle Rossi and Alec Quaid have recorded a bunch of interviews live from Viketoberfest. So without any further ado, take it away, guys. Welcome, Cleveland State fans, to Viketoberfest, a uh, first ever event here at Cleveland State. I'm lucky to sit next to uh, the head coach of the men's basketball program, Dennis Gates. Coach, I just had a few questions for you in preparation for this season. Um, so last year we didn't have much of a non-conference schedule because of the pandemic and this year there's a much uh, you have a much more elongated non-conference part of your schedule besides for obviously the obvious thing and winning a lot of games what is one thing you're or a few things you're hoping your for your group to accomplish during the non-conference slate well just continue to get better i think it's very important that our guys are able to understand the moment we're in we were without fans for a year you can sometimes get complacent with that so the adjustment back to having fans is something that I'm looking forward to see how my team responds. In addition to seeing how our offseason uh, play is a part into our uh, conference. This is the first time we've had a summer workout since I've had the job. Yeah, so right, right. it's very important. I thought the offseason went well and our guys did get better. Awesome, awesome. Um, so I wouldn't be doing my journalistic duty if I didn't ask you about your contract extension at least once. So how big of a priority for it was it for you and your family to uh, sign an extension to Cleveland State? Well, when I, when I first got the call from President Sands and Scott Garrett, it was important that I left my mentor to go to a place that I would call home. Uh, I consider Cleveland home, and it's a great place, work with great people. So it just says the commitment of what President Sands thinks, as well as Scott Garrett, but also I'm happy that my staff was able to be a part of our success and they played a part in it so it's not just me getting an extension it's the staff and also the Viking Nation our fans and also our city amazing amazing so for you as a head coach this season's a lot different compared to last season in terms of how many guys you have returning what does it mean to you as a head coach to have so many guys familiar faces back from last year's team I think whenever you can have um, that type of retention it plays a part in your practices because things go a lot smoother um yes we did have to go over fundamentals but when you have a core group of guys returning uh to understand a system it helps build a program i'm looking forward to seeing it in action and i think our players are too awesome awesome i have one more for you so i was i was hoping you could give a little insight into the mentality you have to have as a defending league champion compared to being like the the, uh, the hunted as opposed to the hunter, so to speak? Well, we, we reset. Uh, that's our mentality. Last year's last year. No different than year one with year one. But I do know one thing. Team three, which is this year's team, my third year coaching, our job is to, is, is to continue what team two has done and try to even exceed those expectations. So every day we're battling, every day we're, we're, we're in competition with each other. And I think our guys are doing a great job, but leave no doubt about it. It puts a bullseye on our chest, yeah. and that's okay. Uh, I think our guys accept it, and they would have it no other way. Amazing. I appreciate the time, Coach. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Go Bikes. Go Bikes. So, Alec, can you hear me st yet or no? 
and that. Next up, we have the athletic director, uh, Scott Garrett. He'll be joining us for a few moments here. We are joined by the women's writer for Cleveland State for Horizon Roundtable. Hey, I'm Kyle Rossi. Uh, happy to be on the, uh, the Horizon Roundtable team. I'm having a blast so far. And uh, yeah, all right. What's happening? Mr. Garrett, glad for, thank you for joining us yeah, uh, this evening. Howdy, Scott. I have a few uh, I assume you can't hear me at here. So for you, as um, coming from the head of the athletic department's uh, perspective, how important was it for you this offseason to extend Coach Gates' contract? Yeah, I mean, we started that conversation um, right around when we beat Wright State on that nationally televised game. Um, President Sands and I and some of our board started having conversations about you know, what, what does the future of CSU basketball look like and how do we make sure we maintain this type of success under Coach Gates' leadership. And so we sat down with Coach Gates, and really it wasn't about a contract extension at that time. It was about what you know, what does the investment in this program look like over the long term? What's, what do our assistant coaches' salaries look like? What does our investment in our student-athlete experience look like? Um, what are we doing from a fan engagement standpoint? How do we continue to make sure that we've got a lot of people that stuff all kind of naturally transitioned into the okay how do we keep coach coach gates here long term um especially you know not leaving for another mid-major type program right yeah um, if a power five program comes calling someday there, there's not a lot we'll be able to do about that but, yeah but certainly position ourselves that we're a premier mid-major basketball team and uh, have an opportunity that coach uh can continue to stay here and be successful and have a great lifestyle and do all the right things that are going to keep our success sustained. So it was very important. Absolutely. Kyle, uh, I yeah, think you had something. In here. Uh, how awesome is it to have something like this again? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's just, it's been so long, right? I right. kind of forget forget how to do this. Yeah. Um, it's good to just open the doors and have a practice of, like, how do you run the concession stands? And how do you do prize right. giveaways? And, but look at the excitement. I mean, we're 30 minutes from this thing tipping off. There's a, there's a line all the way down to the corner of... Uh, uh, prospects in, in 21st Street, and um, was, it's amazing. I was telling Scott before we got started, I mean, we showed up right at 6 just to get in the doors. I'm like, okay, we'll be able to sneak right in there, but the line was already going back to the floor by the time we did that. But um, tying that in a little bit, but you guys announced a strategic plan a couple months ago, and a lot of that was getting the name of CSU out locally. What is an event like? How does this tie in? Yeah, really, one of our one of our core goals is to um, get support, unprecedented support from the community, whether that's CSU students or faculty and staff or our our fans around Northeast Ohio. And events like this, the ability to open the doors and um, get get fans to know our student athletes is so super important to all the things that we're doing. And, um, whether that's buying tickets or joining the Viking Fund or making donations to men's basketball or when, when we have facility improvements that are on the horizon at some point, um, our, our ability to deliver those is going to be born out of that strategic plan and our ability to engage with the fans that, that really care for CSU. You know, um, yeah, we had, uh, I had one more for you, Scott. I was, oh, I was wondering if you could comment at all on the... Uh, Agreement that was reached with the uh, formerly uh, the Canton Charge, now the Cleveland Charge, to play their home games here at the Wolfgang Center for the. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're the uh, developmental league team for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 
Yeah, so they'll, uh, the agreement is for them to come here and play at the Wolfstein Center for the next two years. Um, and we've, we've been working directly with the, the Cavs on um, how to manage that, right? How to manage the uh, transition between our events and, and their events. It's a great partnership. Um, we've shared a lot of ideas. So you'll actually see the courtside seats that are down there baseline, that's something that the charge came in and had an idea to do that. Okay. That'll be something that we carry over the nice. and our game. So there's lots of collaboration that we'll do um, that, that may lead into future discussions around, you know, what's the future of the whole center look like, or is there an opportunity for us to partner on, on new facilities? Um, yeah, one more. I'll have to throw in some basketball questions. Yeah, yeah really sorry about that. But, um, a lot of the talk in the women's basketball community over the last several months has been uh, the equality issue. There was uh of Princeton player Morgan had the video, the famous video of the wave of the facilities at the NCAA tournament and all the swag bag and everything. That might be record everything else. Um, my question is, where do we sit on that as a university, both uh, in the men's and women's side, but also, what's your opinion on some of the stuff I know they're talking about buying the final course? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, certainly, let's start high level, philosophically, right, the, the experience that your student athletes have, regardless of what team or what gender um, team they are, we talk a lot about delivering a transformational student athlete experience, and that doesn't mean delivering a transformational experience for only men's basketball players, that means all 350 of our student athletes have a very similar experience in the classroom and in, in competition and in training. That looks a little bit different depending on the sport, right? There's things that are are specific to women's basketball that might look different than they do in men's basketball or that might look different from volleyball to softball. Uh, those things aren't necessarily driven by gender, it's driven by that particular sport. Um, a lot of the things that were in the NCAA's uh, uh, review, independent review, about how to improve equitable treatment of women's basketball at the sport and the student athletes and coaches of women's basketball are certainly things that, that we believe in and we hold true to our core values. When it comes to postseason opportunities, I, I think you'll, you'll see experts that will weigh in one way or another, but predominantly the, the, the opinion of, of college athletics experts is it's going to be really, really hard to pull off the final four and have that be a fantastic experience for both the men and the women in the same city. I don't know that that means it's impossible to do or it's not the right thing to do, uh, but to do that and do it really, really well is going to take a lot of, a lot of hard work and, and really, we have to really take a strong look at if that's the right thing to do. Okay, great. Uh, well, that's all we had, so, uh, yeah, thank you so much Good, for joining us. Yeah, thank you all for being here. Thank you very much. Next up, uh, everyone, I think we have the uh, women's head women's basketball coach. Right? So I'm going to hand this over to Kyle, because that is his area of expertise. Uh, that's what they tell me. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Let's, I don't know. We might have to. I don't know where Billy went. My glass signs. Up here he comes. All right. I will give you the stage. All right. So you guys still can't clearly hear me. So. Hello. Hey. How are you? Good. How you doing? Good. Am I up? Yeah. I think you're up. The parade of stars here. 
I don't know what I'm doing, man. I don't know what I'm doing either. They just told, they just told me to sit here and talk to people, so I don't know what's all going. All right, so we have the, the head coach of the Cleveland State women's basketball team with me, uh, Chris Gilsmark. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Just got off the court. We had a good practice, so I'm feeling good. This is awesome, man. I love having it. I mean, it's obviously don't take this stuff for granted anymore that we're able to have an event like this and all that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, sitting down here with Mr. Garrett was talking, talking to Renee, and you know, one of our freshman parents, well, she's now a sophomore, Destiny Leo's dad texts me, like, I see you, and you know, it hits me that he's never seen his daughter play, and he's 20 minutes from the Wolsteins. Right. It's just, you know, just surreal things, and just appreciate everything. Let's run back to the end of last season. Obviously, I uh, went and won the uh, WIPI championship. There's a lot of discussion around those postseason tournaments on when teams are invited, those whether they decide to accept the invitation or not. Uh, what factored into the decision to go in the first place? Well, an opportunity to play for You know, it was something that was a difficult decision from the standpoint of the year and everything the kids had to go through. But, you know, for us in our program and in the future, when we get those invites, we're going. You know, it's you got an opportunity to play anytime, any place, anywhere. We want to be there. So it was certainly a special chance for us to go there. Go and win the thing. So what's that do for your off-season program at that point? I mean, people maybe don't get the snooze alarm quite as much. Well, the experience, you know, you can talk that you don't need a lot of experience to be great. You You don't need, you know, experience is one of those things that maybe some people think is overrated to be successful and I agree with that but when you get it it's invaluable and you know all three of those games in that tournament we could have lost right so you know we had to find a way to win tough close games and you know our returning players that were in those games in those moments will take a lot away from it so uh how's how's preseason been going so far yeah we've had some injuries and some things that you know, ideally wouldn't like to go through, but we can't control those. So, you know, what we can control is how we feel about it. And, you know, this group is focused. We've really kind of layered our system up this year and kind of added more things on with it. So, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of a little sloppy right now and it's not clicking the way it should, but I'm not sure there's a coach in the country that is really saying their system's going exactly the way they want it. Right. Our players have worked hard, and I'm, you know, we we went for eight full eight weeks in the summer, and I'm proud about what our players have done. Now, you get you were pretty good as far as turnover. I know you, you don't really necessarily want to have a ton of turnover. You had sort of a normal level of turnover with the coaching staff, I'd say. But uh, talk a little bit about Bob Dunn and what he brings to the staff. Yeah, you know, he's a local guy with a lot of experience. So, you know, our our, our staff we hired a couple GAs and a video coordinator and a creative content coordinator and you know I just love our staff we've got a tremendous amount of experience and people that are really good at what they do and you know it's, it's exciting to work with them every day I feel very fortunate to have the staff that we have I saw, saw Shelby pop up and take a picture of us and she'll go on social later so uh, how, how's she adapting to her role yeah you know she she has a ton of experience and was doing a lot of what she's doing now already so you know, she's hit the ground running. Shelby, Shelby, it's, you know, one of those invaluable members of your program that, that, that you really hope to have. And, you know, I've been blessed to have her from day one here. 
She's doing a great job. You had a creative content corner, Daniel McGlory. Um, is that something that you saw that other people were doing around the country? Because that's not something I've really seen a lot of. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's... You always want to keep up with what others are doing, but I don't make decisions. You know, we don't make decisions at Cleveland State based off of what others are doing. You know, we want to be great on social media. We want to promote our program at a really high level. And to do that, we need somebody that's specifically focused on that. And she's done a great job with it. You know, I mean, really, like, I'm supposed to be good on Twitter or social media. I I don't do those things, but... She's great at it. She's bringing a lot to our program. Uh, obviously brought in the four transfers, uh, made first and freshmen. Uh, what should we look for out of that group? What well, are they the table? All four of them should be in the rotation if, if they're healthy and, and out there and available to play because, you know, they're all good players and bring a lot to the both ends of the floor. You know, I think they're really good defensively and learning our system quickly, which is tough to learn in that zone. And offensively, they can get out and go, and they can make plays. So we're excited to have every one of them. Seems like you have about eight players that can hit big three-pointer if you need it now. Well, shooting the three for us this year is going to be something we're certainly going to, you know, I don't want to say rely on, but it's going to be something that needs to be there for us. And our players know that. So we shoot a lot of threes during practice. And, you know, I think teams are going to learn quickly that they better get up on us or we're going to shoot them out of the gym, or at least that's what we're going to try to do. All right, looks like uh, – Looks like they're tapping their wrist here. So uh, give, give me your quick pitch to get people out to the women's game this year. What, what, what can they uh, get excited about and expect for you guys? Well, you know, we've, we've been building the program for three years, and this is year four. You know, we expect big things this year. And, you know, part of that is the continued growth of a fan base and a support that's, that's really there. We've got great fans, and we've got people that follow us and support us, and we love every one of them. And we just want to continue to grow that, just like we do everything else in our program. And our administration is working hard to support that. And, you know, men's program is phenomenal. It's Cleveland State basketball right now is, I think, as hot as yeah. it's probably ever been. And, you know, so I hope people really feed off of that. This crowd's filling in, man, I tell you. Yeah. Right, well, Coach, uh, thanks so much for joining us here. Looking forward to uh, getting out and seeing you guys later. Yes, sir. Always great seeing you, Kyle. Yeah. All right, let's bring Alec back in. I think we have uh, Tori Patton lined up, so uh, let Alec take the show back over. Yes, we have Tori Patton joining us. Hello, how are you? How are you doing? I'm good. Doing great, doing great. Congrats on an amazing season last year. Appreciate and Good luck it. on uh, this upcoming one. Just, that. just had a few questions. Gotcha. Um, so I was hoping you could take me through your decision-making process a little bit when you decided to ultimately return here right. for your last year, when I'm sure you could have had some more lucrative options at bigger schools, perhaps. Yeah. But what? So just take me through your decision-making process there. Uh, for me, it was kind of like a no-brainer, you know, just to be able to come back, have another year to play for Coach Gates. I mean, he's a guy I would, I would love to play as many years as I can with him, you know. But yeah. just to come back around my teammates, uh, the community in Cleveland, like like my second home. So just to have another year with them guys, I feel like I couldn't turn that down. Awesome, awesome. So for for you personally and for your group as a whole, what do you think me, having fans back in the arenas will mean for you guys this year? Uh, I feel like it's going to help us out. Being able to, uh, you know, especially coming off the season we had last year, having a lot of more uh, fans coming out to our games and supporting us. I feel like we'll thrive off the energy they bring. Uh, and we'll definitely 
describe off the energy we have. We are a very fun group. Uh, we like to have fun. We like to be loud. So I feel like having all this energy in the building is going to be contagious for us. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I just have a, a few more for you. Um, so what is having so many former junior college players on this team say about the junior college process in your opinion? I mean, it just says a lot about how, you know, how good that level is. There's a lot of great players down there. And I feel like for our team, I feel like a lot of players on that team came Juco, so we got that chip on our shoulder. I feel like we, right. we've been doubted once in our career, and we feel like we have something to prove to everybody going out each game. So I feel like that underdog mentality is something that definitely helped us out here. Awesome, awesome. So I just have one more for you here. So as one of the senior uh, leaders on this team, what does it mean to have so little turnover from last year's group? Oh, I mean, it means a lot. Just having coming in and just knowing I can trust these guys in certain situations. I know the way they were reacting in late uh, game situations. We've seen a lot of stuff. We experienced a lot of uh, games and a lot of situations. So I feel like it's going to help us out experience why just having all our guys back. Awesome. Well, that's all I got for you today. I right, really appreciate, appreciate it, it. Thank you so much. Good luck out there. Thank you. Thank you. That was Tory Patton, ladies and gentlemen, Cleveland State men's basketball player. And... I am not sure who they have for us yeah, next. I'm just going to see where Tory Pant said. I don't know if I'm worthy, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think? Well, let's get our thoughts in on the uh, teams this year. How do you think we have the men are looking out? Men are looking real strong. Um, just having so little turnover, like I talked with Tori about it, just having so – oh, it looks like we have another yeah, guest yeah. coming up. It looks like Destiny Leo here Destiny, okay, up. awesome. Uh, I was going to scoot out. I'm going to scoot in. That's Neil Leo, the legend of East Like, How you doing? Good, how are you? Good. So, uh, just a few questions for you here. I'll see if I can picture you in the picture there. There we go. Um, so you guys went to the WBI last year, won the whole thing. What does that do for your offseason? Well, I, think it, I think, honestly, uh, it motivates us to get better.
How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, one thing I really want to know, and I think we talk a lot about the transfer portal. How does that actually work? You don't just like go about the middle room like I declare transfer. There's like a website or something, right? Um, yeah, basically you go to your um, the person that had a compliance, and you just say you know you want to transfer, and then they put you in the transfer portal, and then from there I think it's your email address um, is there, so the team starts to email you. So like yeah, every, all the coaches have access to that at that point. That's fascinating. I never really we could talk about it, I never really thought about the mechanics that way. So uh to start out at uh, Bradford. I always want to say Ryder and I have to say Ryder a lot, but Bradford. Um, how did you end up coming here? Um, well my first coach K called me one night and we just pretty much talked about the they, first I got an email and then I got a phone call and they just basically talked about um, Cleveland State and you know what they had to offer and I just I just took into consideration what you said and I thought this would be a right trip for me to my next week. I, I like it so far. I like it a lot. It's good. I like the city too. Yeah, so I think it's a good, good vibe here. Uh, so tell everyone, I, I've kind of watched some videos on you, read up some stuff, but uh, tell everyone out there what kind of player you are. What, what should we expect from you? Um, I feel as though um, I'm a player that knows what I'm capable of. I know what I can bring to the court, and I know my strengths, and I capitalize on my strengths. I know I'm very athletic. I know I can run the floor. I know I can rebound, and I can do the little things, and that's the type of player I am. Um, yeah, you, you are a great rebounder. So let me ask you real quick: uh, Is there a science? I mean, you're—I think you have an inch or two on me, but like, you're not necessarily the tallest person. Once you get yeah. underneath there with the other people, is it just an effort thing, or is it, you know, knowing the angles? What, what's the secret um, there? It's just—it's just I have an eye for the ball. I know, especially once I get to know my teammates and their their way they shoot the ball, and once I find an open gap, I just go get it. I mean, it's not really an art. I just feel as though like. If I want to get the rebound, I'll, I'll go get it, and I just jump as high as I can and go get it. <laughs> uh, looks like we're about to get started here, so I better uh, catch a loser. or they're going to yell at me yeah. in my credential way. So, uh, Mel Gorfok, thanks so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Renee and Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, big huge right. thanks, obviously, to Renee M and uh, Billy Hartman. Our yes, thank you for letting us uh, do this at your event. And uh, we're looking forward to a great season of both men's and women's hoops. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for watching as well. Uh, hopefully we had a good audience there. But this will be posted later if you missed out, if you came in late or something like that. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Have a good one, folks. And that's going to wrap it up from the Wolstein Center. Um, tune in next week. Uh, we're going to have our post-preview week discussion, which will probably be two episodes with John Parker. Um, and you definitely want to go to Horizon Roundtable to see all of the uh, preview week articles, both from Kyle and Alec and everybody else who writes for us. So definitely HorizonRoundtable.com. And, of course, be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Until next week, thank you all for listening.